Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of On the Way to the Forum. Uh, I am going to be one of your hosts. My name is Ethan. My name is Kristen. And I'm Javier. And together we make up the forum. So the title of our podcast comes from a little-known musical called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, uh, music and lyrics written by Stephen Sondheim, who is my favorite composer, lyricist of all time. So how is everyone today? Good. Not bad. Not bad. So what are we drinking? We are having Sex on the Beach. Which is in relation to the show that we are doing today. Kristen. What musical did we watch? Well, the musical we tried to watch was Mamma Mia. I'm not sure what he found. <clears throat> but what we were trying to watch was Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia, not the uh, the Meryl Streep version because, you know, it's Meryl Streep and it's also a movie. But what we did find uh, was a wonderful community theater reenactment. And it was great. Yes. They can't see your head. <laughs> so we're here shaking like, yes, 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 the, yes, it's great. For those of you that don't know, Javier is our um, comedic genius. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. So he's just sitting here nodding very happily and ecstatically, and he's very excited to be here. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so yes, that's our first uh, show that I thought we would do. Do you think it would be a good first musical for someone who has never seen a musical before. I think so, because, you know, it has some some twists in it and some turns, and you never really know what's going to happen, right. um, which is which is theater. You know, it's not always predictable. Some TV shows get that way, and some movies, you watch enough movies, and you're like, oh, I know what's going to yes. happen. But theater, I mean, it's sometimes predictable, but it just, you know, it's not. <laughs> what about the songs? I mean, for someone who's never watched a musical before, do you think that they will know some of these songs? Yeah, Javier, did, what did you what did you think of the songs? Well, they were ABBA. Right. It, how, how, far, how far into the show did you realize that? Well, in my defense, the first time I saw Mamma Mia was Mamma Mia 2 in 2018. <laughs> so I hadn't even watched the first one. And the first time I became, a, uh, a, let's say, um, <laughs> Excuse us, the cat is meowing. She is hungry. <laughs> the first time I became aware of ABBA was in 2016. You were late <laughs> to the show, sir. They've been around since the 70s. Well, well, yes. My parents are from Mexico, so I'm a first-generation American. So my parents weren't listening to ABBA. Um, growing up, and when I grew up, I just heard what they heard. So it wasn't ABBA. So we currently have a cat on the table, and she is being well, very more needy than me, which is, <laughs> is quite a feat. Okay, so anyway, the show uh, originally opened in London. It opened April sixth of nineteen ninety nine at the West End, and it was written by a woman. Uh, her name uh, is Katherine Johnson. And the music and lyrics were written by, of course, ABBA, but we credit it to them as Benny Anderson and Bjorn Ovios. And, you know, during the er, mid-70s, 
uh, disco was becoming a huge thing, especially in America. ABBA was very popular. It moved on to Broadway and it became the ninth longest running musical and became the first longest running jukebox musical. Do you know why it's called a jukebox musical? No. Because all those songs that you hear in the musical could be found on a jukebox, which is funny because something similar has happened to Kristen. Yeah, so um, at my job, I work in a restaurant and we have a jukebox that can't, you obviously can control it in the building. It can also be controlled from up to 10 miles away. <laughs> so I was working and I've already listened to Mamma Mia once this week, part of the way through. And I'm at work and somebody starts playing ABBA for over an hour. These people played ABBA on the jukebox and I could not figure out who it was. And at one point I almost texted Ethan and said, hey, are you at home controlling my jukebox at work right now? So oh, watching girl, Mama we Mia all know <laughs> that I would not be controlling your jukebox. <laughs> so uh, for the third time this week today was listening to ABBA because I listened to it at work. Oh, and the joys of working in food and listening to people sing ABBA. That's, oh, it's great. I know it is. I know. But it wasn't karaoke. Karaoke was night before that. Oh, and that would have no, been worse. Nobody did ABBA. That would have been worse. So if, for those of you who do not know, Mamma Mia is a story, and this is going to have spoilers in it. Um, spoiler alert. Yes, spoiler alert. <clears throat> a brief synopsis of this show is Sophie and Skye who are living in Greece with her mother, Donna, uh, that owns the local taverna in a fictional Calicari island in Greece, uh, are getting married. Sophie doesn't know who her real father is and only has her mother's diary to know that there are three possible donors. Harry Bright, uh, Bill Austin, in the movie he's called Anderson, um, and then Sam Carmichael. And she invites all three of these men to her wedding in hopes that she will find who her real father is and he will give her away on her wedding day. And of course, through the songs of ABBA and, and a lot of slapstick comedy, a lot of, um, I guess you would say adult humor. A lot of adult humor. A lot humor. of adult humor, a yeah. lot of innuendos. The entire musical, musical, <laughs> the entire musical is a Greek play. Uh, if you've read Oedipus Rex or Antigone, anything greek it's basically it's basically greek and because we never find out who her real father is um but all three share a third of a daughter and then donna is confronted with her past but she resolves that by marrying sam it's almost like a psychoanalysis you know you go through this journey in life <clears throat> you hold a secret for 20 years that you actually don't know father of your only child and you live with that and you're like mm, should i tell her that i don't know who her father is or just keep it a secret and then hopefully one day she'll go into your your goat house and find your diary and then be like mom what the fuck yeah but, but that's not what she did she takes the diary doesn't tell her mother that she has it she invites all three men to her wedding and she writes to them as her mother. So then they show up and they're like, Donna, thanks for inviting us. And she's like, what the hell are you doing here? I, I totally missed that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know that she was impersonating her mom. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. 
but I thought she was writing to them invite like personally inviting them to no the whole is they thought that well donna invited us because donna wants to get back with me and i'm 40 years old but in the movie i'm 60. yeah because all all three and of them show up and they none, none of them know okay. why they're there that makes sense okay. yeah <laughs> so then they get there and and donna's like oh it's just a, a town girl's wedding i don't know why you're here you should go home and then Sophie's like, no, please stay. And she, then they're like, well, your mom kicked us out. And she said, well, screw mom, like stay anyway. So it's basically Donna trying to keep it from Sophie. Sophie's trying to keep it from Donna. These poor three men have no idea what's going on. <laughs> but isn't that all the time? Like men just never know what's going on. Am, am I right? I don't know. It, it just really depends, um, especially when it comes to watching the show and the, the funny questions that, oh, yes. that come funny from question. watching the show. Javier, who uh, has seen a few a few actual stage productions, <laughs> had some interesting um, observations. Yeah, as a, as a little bit of a backstory, Ethan is the musical genius. I, I wouldn't say I, that. I am more of the, the hobbyist. I know some things, but, you know, I'm just kind of what I like. And then Javier. I know nothing. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow, y'all are great. You know, just this is what this is what this podcast will be: is one or two people will know a lot, and the third person is just like, gonna huh? kind of be there. <laughs> but anyway, back to what we were talking about. Um, in this situation, Javier is the one that doesn't completely know what's going on. Yes. Like so, what most, are a, most of my life? Most of your life. So. What are some, what are some of the questions you asked just in a brief 15 minute time span? Um, so before today, the only version of Mamma Mia that I've seen, other than Mamma Mia 2 at theaters 2018, <laughs> which doesn't count, was Mamma Mia from what 2000 2006 2006. So today, while we watching the production of a community theater, of community theater, I noticed there was a hole in the stage, and I didn't know what that. <laughs> that is actually the swimming pool uh, mm -hmm. for when they perform Rocky Horror. Yes. He said, is that a hole in the stage? <laughs> Not knowing that's where the orchestra goes. Yes. It's called the orchestra pit. Good to know. Good to know. See, and you, each week you might learn a different stage I might thing I might about the stage. You I know, going stage left, stage right. I might beat you eventually. Maybe, probably not, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, I also didn't know that most of the songs in Mamma Mia come from ABBA. There was a there is a song that is not in the movie. Um, I believe it is um, either Only Me, Only You, uh, or let me look real quick. It's one of us. Donna sings that. Um, she's over there having a midlife crisis because that's what uh, apparently middle-aged women do uh, in musicals. But they don't really do it in real life, just in, only in musicals. Uh, but anyway, she's over here singing this beautiful song about how she just, she doesn't know what to do. And then Javier goes, is that an ABBA song? <laughs> in my defense, I don't know all the ABBA songs. And, and this song is near <laughs> the end of the show. Is that what it was? Okay. Yes, okay. yes. And I just looked at him and was like, <laughs> really? The whole musical is written by ABBA. 
Well, like I said, in my defense, I don't know all the ABBA songs. And the first ABBA song that I knew was Dancing Queens, but it wasn't sung by ABBA. I don't know if any of y'all remember, and this is aging myself. There was a show on ABC Family, which I think is a different, it's called different, it's called differently now. Life, uh, life form. Something, something like that. Something free like form. That. Free form. Freeform. It's called free form. Yes. And they had a, a show called S Club 7, where some British, <laughs> it was they're a British. Australian. Huh? They're Australian, aren't they? I don't, they're, they speak with an accent. They speak with an accent. And they come to the U.S. and they're in Miami and they sing songs because they're actually a, a, a band. Yeah. A group. So they used to sing Dancing Queen. And that's where I know it from. So it wasn't until later that I found out it was from Apple, you know, Apple originated song. So, But, you know, you can dance. Sometimes. And you can drive. Okay. I didn't know that it was drive. I thought it was die. <laughs> so I you thought, can dance. You can, you can die. Having the time die. of my life. I thought it was you can die having the time of your life. It's just what I thought. It was. Content warning. <laughs> so the content warning comes in the middle of the show, unlike the um, explicit content warning, which happened before we started recording. A good 30 minutes before we started recording, Ethan says, I'm just going to go ahead and put the warning on there. She's over there like, what the fuck? And I was like, "Um, do we need to put the explicit on there? And she goes, uh, yes. Yes, but do we remember why I said what the fuck? Because she's telling her fiance, I invited my dad. And he's like, you went behind my back for another man. And I'm like, you are her daddy in real life, okay? <laughs> she didn't go behind your back for another man. She invited her what turns into be three wonderful fathers. And you're over here just being selfish because you want to be her only daddy, but you can't. Well, technically four. Because Harry is gay. Dun, dun, and he dun. has a partner named Nigel. <clears throat> Thornberry? <laughs> Smashing! <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Um, we don't know that because in the don't. movie, they decided to cut out the They game. decided no. to cut that. Well, no, no, no. It's no, implied. No. Yes, it's implied because he, he goes with the it's one of the Hispanic looking one man. Of, well, he's Greek, okay? One of the local gentlemen. But see, the thing is, and I, I we learned this today listening to another podcast, that most of the time, whenever they're doing like, I guess, homosexual mm. relations. Mm -hmm. um, they try to tone it down here in America, uh, not for the sole purpose of to tone it down and be homophobic, but for other countries that homosexuality isn't really <laughs> accepted or tolerated, they do it so that it could be like, ah, they'll, ne they'll just go over their heads. And it's, you know, like implied. Mm. They also do that for the the southern part of America. That too. Yeah. Yeah. Where we live, it's a foreign country. Sometimes it, it, it is sometimes. Not to be confused with Florida as a. <laughs> that's okay. a separate entity. That's a, that doesn't count. That as is the, the north south. of the south. <laughs> yeah. Like that is New York, but if it were in the south. Yeah. Um, but it's also just filled with rodents and gators. That's that's it. Rodents and gators. The, the sports and the actual creatures. Both. Both. I've seen one cross the road one time. It was 
It was terrifying but exhilarating. Why? Why did? Why did the croc cross the road? Probably because he saw some like middle-aged white man wearing his shoes. I don't know. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Trying to do like a dad joke there. Oh, okay. Just, you know, dad wearing Crocs. Mm -hmm. Crocs. Okay. okay. I see what you. I see what you did the there. The croc crossed the road for the Crocs. I mean, wouldn't you think might be like his brother or something? But that would be a crocodile. I, oh my god! I, well, you know, I never said I was the brightest. <laughs> I'm probably the dimmest, so. But you do know the most about musicals, which it, is why it, you're not, all of this. Maybe, maybe, but uh, that's not always true, so, you know. So, favorite character from the, the show? Um, That's going to have to be whoever said, Pepper my snapper. <laughs> <laughs> because that's going my everyday vocabulary. You know what? Sometimes you need a pickup line, and sometimes... Pepper my snapper is what you need to go Right, with. it's it's gender neutral. It is. I guess, yeah. <laughs> it can work as whatever. And honestly, I don't know about in the in the show, but in the movie, Donna's two best friends are just goal best friends. Yes. Like Donna's up there and they're upset. She said, oh my God, three of my exes showed up at the same time. I myself can't stand when one ex shows up. If three of them showed up, buddy, buddy, I might die. Unless I was there, and then <clears throat> and I'd then be, you would be the friend, and I would be like chickatita. They the literally, truth. she's in a bathroom, in a bathroom, she's in a bathroom, crying, and she won't talk to them. So they're like, let us speak to her in a way she'll understand because she's not responding to us. And they start singing to her through the bathroom door to ask her what's wrong, and, and she ends up telling them through song, through song that. Her, her exes have come here, and she does not know what to do, and she is confused. Because she's just now admitting to her friends that she doesn't know who the father is. And they're like, oh, girl, why haven't you told us this before? OMG, tell us the tea. Spill that tea. <laughs> <laughs> so so your, your favorite character is Rosie, because she says Pepper, to Pepper. My snapper. <laughs> Javier. I like Tanya or Tanya. 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 Tanya, why? I don't know. She's just really relatable to me. Is she? Yeah. Is she? Yeah. She goes around getting younger guys and calling them, telling them that they're, does their mother know? No. No. No, no, no. no. I haven't, I haven't reached that stage in my life yet. <laughs> you haven't become a male cougar. Yes. So what a normal man. That? A normal man. Yeah, I haven't become a man yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mine, mine's Rosie, because I relate with So her. we have two Rosies. We have two Rosies. We don't even have a Donna. I, I can't relate to Donna. I don't have a daughter, and I haven't been with three men at the same time. And, well, that she probably didn't have them at the same time. No, she didn't. If you she watch... She does make a, make, a, make a joke at some point, though. She said, because I believe it was Rosie that said, what would we do with three men at the same time? And she goes, oh, that takes me back. <laughs> Well, if you saw Mamma Mia 2, here we come. Here we go again. Oh, here we come again. Here we oh, come oh again. whoa. Um, Hamilton, come again. <laughs> they tell you the backstory. Oh, well, well, yeah. So. Of how, like, maybe. she went there with Harry and then ended up being with everybody else. Well, yeah. Probably her mother as well. I mean, who wouldn't want to be the sheriff? Her mother. 
the share. Oh yes, yes. yes. But her mother is dying burlesque. Her mother is dead in the movie. In the in the movie, yes, she mentions that her mother is dead. Um, And of course, if you're listening to this, there are spoilers. I don't know why I need to repreface that, but um, but in the sequel, Donna's the one that's dead, and her mom's alive. And it's so confusing. They don't even know how to get their own story straight. We looked it up. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've never seen the second oh. one, so I'm oh, sitting here okay. looking at them like, what? Well, we're, we're in the either. same boat. I'm the only one. So Javi is I'm the, the one here. here. I'm the expert here. I have seen Mamma too, from 2018. Did you get to kiss the teacher? I don't remember that song. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wait. I think it is in there. It, 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 it is. is, yes. It, it is. I know. I've listened to the soundtrack. Oh, okay. Well, then why are you asking? I was... Jeez. <laughs> so, but yes, I relate more to Rosie because I'm more of like that whole like recluse person that writes cookbooks on the weekends. I find that hard to believe. What, really? Yeah. I don't like going out. I hate people. Yeah, but you don't know how to cook. Okay, favorite songs. Or song. Sorry, song. Do we have one? Oh, I think the, it's the iconic Dancing Queen. I enjoy that one. Well, well, everybody has to. You know, you have to get up and dance with that one. Yes. I just, I really, no, no. Favorite song if we're just listening to it. If and you're if just we're watching to the it. scene, because they're different. Because I really true. enjoy That's watching true. the scene. Um, the don't go wasting my emotion because it's hysterical and they're so over the top and over dramatic. Oh, and it's at one campy point, as hell. Like 30 men just walk out of the ocean and take him away to his bachelor party and it's ridiculous. Oh, uh, shoot. What is the name of that song? <laughs> Give me a second. While but I... songs that I relate to would definitely be Money, Money, Money because all she wants to do is have a lot of money and, and marry have a sugar a, daddy. And have a sugar daddy <laughs> so she can do whatever she wants. <clears throat> and there's scenes of her in a boat and partying and drinking mimosas, and she doesn't have a care in the world. And that's just what I want in life. Not to have a care in the world or drink mimosas. Yeah, well, probably not <laughs> mimosas. I'd, be, I'd probably be drinking more of the sex on the beach or some, you know, nice wine or some hard vodka or depends on the day. But my days would probably all be really relaxing because I wouldn't have to work. Exactly. exactly. The song you were, you were talking about is Lay Your Love on Me. Yeah. Where Sky is just saying, like, mm, I love you. I love you. But I have this party I've got to go to, so I'll catch you on the flip but, side. But he's not the one leaving the party on his own. His no, he is, being, he is being taken away. And as a note, that song, you know, as Ethan stated earlier, our drinks are relate like theme to the show. So yes. we're having we're drinking sex on the beach because That's what in Tanya the drinks. movie they will they also very very closely almost had sex on the beach until his men came and took him away. Well, yeah, 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 it was implied. But it was a 2008 movie where they, you know, couldn't let somebody know that somebody else was gay, so they... Yeah. So, you know, you gotta cut out the sex. Yeah, none of the sex. We, we, can't, we can't get any, like, you know, Kate Winslet in no, there. No action. No action, not, you know, flash a titty or anything, you know. She wasn't flashing. She was laying, laying there. She was laying there. Being like, hey, song. It's your turn. I just listened to. <laughs> I've been going on. I don't know. 
You so don't know. I, I, you said iconic dancing queen. Why is it iconic? Well, it's just iconic. I guess it's the one that I know because it's the, the one I'm most familiar with. But I can't, I can't, in top of my head, I can't say, oh, yeah, that was, um, you know, that scene in the movie or that scene in the thing. So I can't 100% say that it's my favorite based on whatever we're watching. But you feel it. Yeah, I feel yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, we're gonna take. And we are back. So, since we were talking about uh, some of our favorite songs, you said yours was uh, Lay All Your Love on Me, and then what was the other one? Money, Money, Money. Money, 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 because she wants to drink mimosas on the beach. Sugar Daddies. Sugar Daddies. Who wouldn't want one? I I got a Splendid Daddy. It's fine. (laughs) Great, And anyway, you were saying Dancing Queen. Dancing Queen. And then on top of my head, I also love Waterloo. Technically not part of the musical, but yes, but it's, it's an not, encore song. It's not in. The, it's in the movie. It's an encore song. I don't know what that means. So, oh, okay. Whenever they come out to do their bows, they're usually singing like the, I guess the titled version of the song or the, the musical. Uh, maybe it was in Mamma Mia too. One no, of the, one no. of the more hard hitting songs. Yeah, Water. No, Waterloo happens. They're they're singing Waterloo. They sing. Dancing Queen, and I think they sing Mamma Mia, and then at the end, I think they sing Waterloo. Um, I think, but I think it's actually in Mamma Mia too. It probably is. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yeah, as per. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Mamma Mia too. Um, but mine, I I also have two. Um, I my favorite one is not in the movie, but is in the stage show. But thank you for the music. Um. It's a song that Harry sings after he picks up his guitar and he's like, oh, wow, God, I kept this all these years. And he, he kind of like has this realization like it didn't happen in the movie. You look so confused, Kristen. Yeah, because in the movie, that's when he sings I can, yeah. Our Last Summer. The, our Last Summer is between him and Donna but in, in the, the stage show. That's not all three of them and having Pierce Brosnan and go, I can I thought, I thought it was about Donna in the show, in the movie, but in the show, it's about. No, no, you have it flip flopped. Yeah, in the in the stage show, it's it's him and Donna singing it. Instead of in the movie, it's it's him, Sam, and Bill and Sophie all singing this song about a summer that she's never known about because she wasn't technically conceived, well, kind of conceived, but not really conceived. The song is uh, Thank You for the Music. And that is actually part of a little song that ABBA was going to do. They were going to make a mini musical um, called The Girl with Golden Hair, which is in in that song, uh, Sophie goes, I am the girl with golden hair. So they were going to make this little mini musical inside of an album that they were going to do. Um, so they had been wanting to like write a musical since the seventies, but it wasn't up until like late nineties. They were like, Oh, we've been asked that our music gets involved in this stage production. 
with this book written by Katherine Johnson and they went forward with it and it became like a, a hit musical. It's, it's actually classified as the world's number one musical because I guess ABBA is just so universal. Uh, but anyway, enough of the boring stuff. My second one is uh, Loser Takes It All. Um, where Donna is singing that to Sam. She's just like, you know what? I've had it. I'm done being confused. You take everything. I'm just going to walk away. The winner takes it all. The loser's standing small. But is it in the movie, isn't that when they're heading to the church on the hill? Yes. First of all, who has a wedding on a hill? White people. Yeah. Because I... I <clears throat> No. As they're singing no. this song, I'm like, I realize that the church is on top of this hill. And I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, and you know what? Meryl Streep is over there, like, singing and dancing yes. at the same time while climbing these stairs. And by the time she gets up there to sing that, sing that last stanza, she's like, I am perfectly not out of breath. Yes. It takes it all. And I'm like, oh, girl, no. Yeah, you, you know there must have been like an escalator or an elevator somewhere because... But it's Meryl Streep. They got her a helicopter. I don't know what you're talking about. You look so confused, baby girl. Remember I told you I watched the first you, half of the movie? You watched uh, the first And before half that, movie. it had been... I think I watched that movie when it came out. Or just a few months after. So it oh came my God. out in 2008. You were three? came out in 2008. So I probably watched it. It's been like... 12 years since I've seen the movie. So I tried watching the movie and had a really, really, really busy, busy week and (laughs) was trying to multitask and uh, just didn't work out for me. So I said, you know what? We're going to wing it. We're going to wing it. Because it's ABBA and I've now listened to it three times this week. Thanks to the person at work who decided (laughs) to play ABBA in the middle of a barn grill. (laughs) What is the theme of this show? (laughs) That's, a good question. You're looking at me. <laughs> Look at the woman. Isn't it just like something so they could play Apple songs? You know what? That's a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> but you're wrong. Because <laughs> somehow they managed to stitch all these songs together to make that is true. a show. That so. is true. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's about three powerful Independent women, well, technically four. Well, I don't know. Sophie's a little on the fence. She's well, a, she's she got daddy issues, and you, she's you over have there. to watch Mia too. <laughs> I'm so glad you're putting in a plug for this movie that just so I can hear Sherrick go. When you hear the drums, Fernando, and she's a Saint Fernando. She, she comes out of a helicopter <laughs> with Andy I Garcia. That, I thought that was Meryl Streep going up the hill. <laughs> But yeah, so feminism is is literally the, the whole theme of the show. That and, and sexual liberation. Right, and I, I think it really shows, it, well, it kind of places, what am I trying to say? Donna, you know, I believe she, if I'm not mistaken, um, when she got pregnant with Sophie, her mom kicked her out, right? Yes. So her mom basically slut-shamed her. Yes. So she doesn't know who the dad is. She's a single mom this whole show. And, at and one she was point, taken in by one of the guys' great aunts. Right. Sophia. Sophia, who, is, who her daughter is named after. Didn't I know that? So, <laughs> so you know, at, at one point, when, right 
after the her best friend starts singing to her through the bathroom door to ask her what's wrong, she starts slut shaming herself after these twenty years. I'm such of, a slut. Yeah, she literally says, "I'm such a slut," and they're like, "You sound like your mom, bitch. Pull yourself together." And they kind of help her liberate herself, even though she's had her whole life and she's come to. You know, she owns she owns a taverna, which is basically like a a, a cantina, um, a cafe. Well, in the movie, it's like a hotel. In the, mo- in the movie, in the movie, it's, it's a, a hotel, hotel yeah. or motel. But in like in the show, oh, it's it's. <laughs> but in in the show, it's it's just like a, a tavern. Yeah. Well, I guess like a, tavern- a bar. Mm-hmm. Oh, for, because for Tanya, can, yes. I, I, I guess like um, where someone they can drink, but also they can stay. Stay, okay. yeah. Okay. So okay. it's like gotcha. a, it's gotcha. a public house. Got gotcha. Okay. So a pub. A bed and yeah. breakfast, but all day. Yes, mimosas. with mimosas, mimosas all around. And no sugar daddies yet. No, and, and, Ta- and Tanya is over there trying to be a sugar mama to Donna. She's like, "Look, I got all these credit cards. Which one do you need?" Yeah. And she's like, oh, "No, I got this because I'm a strong, independent woman." Right. She is. She is a strong, independent woman, and she's still, even at her age in the show and in the movie, she is still coming to terms with the world she grew up in. Whereas Sophie strong independent woman i want to get married but then she decides this isn't what i want and everybody's okay with that so the whole show really is about these women dealing with what they have thrown at them and then saying that's not what i want that's not who i am and see so so a bit of like self-discovery yes and one of my favorite lines is actually from the show not really in the movie i don't think i don't remember meryl ever saying it but there's this part where Donna is talking with Sam, and Sam's like, who's she getting married to? And and Donna's like, you don't need to know that, because you've not been part of her life for 20 years. But is that his fault? That's a good question. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> no, but not really, because... Sa- yeah, Sam's the one that took off to get married to somebody else. Yes, but, but then, he came back. After she, he was a, she was with somebody else. Yeah. Well, that's not her fault. He took off. Yeah, he took off, but he came back. She was gone with Bill or Ted or Barry yeah, yeah. or was a young John. Woman. She it's in Mamma Mia too. She couldn't waste her whole life waiting on this man. That's Yes, because women shouldn't have to wait for a man. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the line is, she, they're, they're having this whole argument where he's just like, I want to be part of her life. And she's like, where have you been for the past 20 years? Um, you know, I mean, obviously he didn't know that he had a daughter. But he's like, but you need someone, Donna. You need someone. And she's like, you know what, Sam? Every morning I wake up and I thank Christ that I don't have some middle-aged mount above me. Because she's been doing it on her own for so long. And she she aspires to that every single time she wakes up. And, and like, if that is not, like, a shout-out to, like, women everywhere, you know? Yeah. That, you know, she doesn't have to have a man every morning to make her, you know, feel like a woman. Yeah, and it really shines through, too, even to Sophie, because Sophie's like, I just want to know who my dad is because that's something that's important to me. Before Donna knows why these men are there, she's like, what would my daughter think of me? But she's done such a good job on her own that that wasn't even, like, a shadow of a thought in Sophie's mind. And, 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 you know, I I think that, that all three men... 
you know, see Donna as a strong woman. And I think that's kind of why they, like, mm-hmm. fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. Especially for, like, Harry. Because that was probably the only woman that he had ever, you know... That's possible. Like he says it's the only woman he ever loved. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and because, you know, that, that little experience that he had with her, he shared it. Shared it? No. Shared it? Yes, he shared it, and he experienced it, and he loved it. And, you know, but Sam and Bill, I don't know. I think that they're like men, men. And, you know, they're they're like, uh, we'll we'll strap ourselves up from the bootstraps and and do what we gotta do to get through life. And we don't need no woman and but women need us. And I think that's kind of where they are. Yeah. So we, we can also talk about sexual liberation too, because I mean, obviously the show is full of sexual innuendos. Well, the first song in the show is Honey, Honey. And, and that show. Dot, dot, dot. What does we, that mean? You know what that means. You know what that means. That's <laughs> what they wrote in the olden days. Got any more to add? No? All right. Well, tune in next Monday. Um, we're going to have a very lovely treat for you for a musical that probably not a lot of people have heard about. Are, are we right, Kristen? Yeah. Because next week she's the guinea pig. <laughs> next week I'm Hobby. <laughs> she has never really heard of this musical. Um, it's actually quite a fun show. Next week we're going to be going to the East Hamptons to a lovely house. 40 feral cats. And possibly ten raccoons. And possums. Oh, and possums. I forgot about the possums. And ceilings falling into our lima beans and stuff. We'll see you next week on On Our Way to the Forum. <laughs>